Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. That's right. My name is Mike Piewarski, coming to you live from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most from the co-host with the most here on The Rundown. 2A views, conservative news, and Craig... Guess what today is? <laughs> it's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos, no need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. Out in the street. Tacos, all you can eat. Lettuce and shells. That's right, folks. Today is well. Now, today is not just Taco Tuesday. It also happens to be All Hallows Eve, which is a fun. All time. Hallows I got to tell you, and I know. I, okay, so Halloween, I, I get it. I, some people are like, "Oh, it's celebrating the devil," and this. You know what? It's a fun holiday. It it really is. I don't take any of the negative stuff seriously. I just, it's one of those, you know, it's an opportunity to just have a good time. If you're, if you're dressing your kids up as Marvel characters and you're going door to door saying trick or treat and you're getting candy, where's, where's, where was the devil part? Okay. Yes. It has the, the holiday has the name all Hallows Eve, right? Nobody dresses up as a ghost anymore. Ain't nobody going out there trying to scare people. You know, it's just families having fun. Or, you know, uh, people dressing up like they shouldn't dress up in college. I'll just say that. You know, I, I have to tell you, though, I, I, I do enjoy a good haunted house. You see there, I'm trying to give people a reason to go to this holiday and take the devil out of it. Boom, you put the death right back into it. Yeah, but well, the death of ghosts. Be, all right, so being involved in like film and stuff like that, I'm always interested in that because I like seeing special effects and makeup and seeing how realistic they can make. I mean, that's really for me what what those are about. And even even then, I'm not going to a haunted house unless I'm going with my kids. You know, I'm not doing. I'm not like a hey, like hey, Mike, Mike, hey, what you doing this Friday? You won't go to a haunted house? Yeah, no. Can't, Craig. Can't. I'm uh, married. <laughs> I won't even, I, yeah, I won't even begin to question what you meant by that, but that's okay. That's okay. Anyway, uh, today is not only Taco Tuesday, uh, which we, once again, which we'll enjoy, but it also happens to be uh, Halloween or All Hallows Eve uh, or, you know, hey, it's the beginning of the holiday season because after this, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you'll get some Thanksgiving, you know, stuff out there. You'll get some, you know, get to see some things. But pretty much what's going to start happening is everyone's going to start pushing Christmas on you. 12.01, you know what you're getting tonight? Mariah Carey. Bam. Just like that. It's coming <laughs> to you. right there. <laughs> All night All long. All night long for Christmas. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> 
That's what Halloween horrible singing about. and yeah. not attractive. <laughs> that's what that's what Halloween should be about. It should be like a like a giant like uh uh, uh like one of those serious races you, you know to uh almost like a uh, the Nick Cage with the Constitution movie. What was that one? That was a uh, National uh, Treasure. Uh, yeah, it should be National Treasure. It should be like a national emergency. Everybody has to get together to keep Mariah Carey from singing. That's that's what we all should be doing on Halloween. We should 330 million should be coming together, holding hands and singing anything but her song. It's and you know the 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 problem is it's not that she cannot sing. It's just that they play the same songs over and over and over and over. Yeah, there's only like three Christmas songs out there, right? I mean, you got uh, Mariah Carey, right? Mm-hmm. You got the the grandma got run over by a reindeer. Mm. And then there's the Feliz Navidad. Okay, so before before we get into the show, I just have to ask, and I realize we're like, kind of, we're, we're I'm like I'm like totally getting into like the whole let's push Christmas early thing. But I gotta ask, since we're talking about it, if you had a favorite Christmas song and a version of that song, what would it be, or do you? Um. I like the, uh, there's a Felice Navidad version out there, but it says the police have a dog. The police have a dog. Yeah. <laughs> you would. Yeah, I like that one. Why do I, why do I, why, the funny part is that completely and utterly does not surprise me whatsoever. <laughs> it's one of my Being honest, things. I will say it is, I'll be home for Christmas and is the Rascal Flats version. Uh, okay. Yeah, they mostly do it a cappella. Anyway, it's good. I just I love that one. It, especially, I, I don't even know who those know who that is. So. You've never heard of Rascal Flatts? Um, yeah, those ones with Spanky and Alfalfa, right? No, no, those are the little rascals. Rascal Flatts oh. is a country group, or was a country group. I don't think they're a group anymore. Anyway, moving right outside. along. Before we get into today's program, let's go ahead and have Mike give a shout out to our sponsors. Hitman Industries, that's hitmanindustries.net. If you got yourself an AR in the past five years, probably got one of their barrels and don't even know it. Well, now you can buy from them factory direct for your next AR build or rebarrel your current AR platform. That's hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting the good fight behind enemy lines. Now you can take part in California's future today. Make sure you check out the California 6th Congressional Race while you're out there. Hog Holsters, H-A-W-G holsters.com. If you want the best tactical holster on the market, Get on over to Hog Holsters. Use the discount code, The Rundown. That's all one word. No spaces, all caps. Get yourself a nice little discount. And if you want tactical gear for going outdoors, indoors, hunting, practicing, hunting, fishing, whatever it happens to be, you get everything but the gun at uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. Take a moment. Visit our sponsors. Make sure you let them know that it was the guys over at The Rundown that sent you. All right, let's get into today's news stories. Interesting stuff is a happening. Uh, the first story here, I know you're probably wondering, as soon as you saw this, what do they mean by hunting Jews in Russia? Well, let me tell you. Um, so in Dagestan, which is within the borders of Russia, an anti-Israel mob, and there's no other way to put this, it's a mob that they were basically hunting Jews in Russia. It says U.S. media goes with these headlines. And, and it, there's no other way to put it. It says here, as a pro-Palestinian mob 
Yeah, mob rampaged through the airport in Dagestan, Russia on Sunday in search of Jews. U.S. news headlines made an attempt to uh, made made the attempted pogrom sound like a rowdy political protest, right? And I want you to understand this. They're calling. So what they're doing is these people are going through the airport, hunting Jews, and they're trying to make it sound like it was a rowdy protest. Let me just share a little bit of the uh, sights and sounds with you. All right, now, Mike, just to be honest, they it's kind of, kind of funny the way the Telegraph said, well, they said all Jews should be expelled. Expelled was not the term that they used. Oh, I think they meant expelled from the aircraft so they could have them. Uh, Yeah, so that they could kill them. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Keep no in doubt. mind, these no. are mobs that are walking down the street yelling, kill the Jews, kill the Jews, kill the Jews. And Mike, what gets me is, is like literally, you've got it happening. Not that, no, once again, that's Dagestan, Russia. You have on college universities here in the United States, you have in some places and some areas of like New York where they're telling you if you're Jewish, don't go out because your life could be in danger here in the United States. Yes. Well, you get caught up in one of these mob style crowds. That's absolutely right, Craig. That's why everybody should carry an AR-15 Rittenhouse style. Um, but, you know, they 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 have these 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 uh, Palestinians there, these uh, these terrorist supporters uh, over in Russia. And, and frankly, Craig, I'm surprised the Russian police didn't come out and honestly just killed them all. I mean, you had them in a restricted area on an airport, you know, these are, they're, they're clearly breaking the law. And in, in the, when you break the law in Russia, everything's got, you know, there's, there's no use of force matrix. It's they shoot you is what the police do there. Um, I, I'm surprised they, they, they lived through this. I'm surprised. I really am. They haven't Ru listen. Russia knows they, they have, they have a very sordid past when it comes to uh, Jews. Um, you know, Russia has always been a place where, where, where Jews were. Communism wasn't the best thing for Jews in the world. We know that. But when the Germans came into Russia, okay, um, one of the things they did besides trying to kill, you know, Russians to win the war was they either on the spot or shipped to the uh, concentration camps over 2 million Jews. Mm -hmm. So 
of the 6 million Jews you hear being killed during World War II, 2 million were kidnapped from Russia. Russia did very little to protect their own citizens. So they really need to be careful of that now. And I think this may set in after a day or two, Craig, and this, this, you, you probably won't see this happen again in Russia. Well, but but then, Mike, you also and keep in mind. Let's consider the entire context. How many military age Russians are now have have died in the war with Ukraine? And so, some of these soldiers, some of these 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 uh, uh, whether they're soldiers or police, are probably not your normal front line, and they're probably they probably are are highly understaffed, undermanned, and they're probably like. You know, there's not enough of us to really handle this mob, so it's probably best for us to just let them go. Yeah, which very well could have been. They were they, they could have been overwhelmed. I'm just saying, if it's not the Russian police that'll take care of this, it's the uh, you know the the other Russians that'll take care of it. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite probably the other Russian police. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Anyway. But you know, my once again, and just going back to to, to to here in the United States, it is crazy. Once again, the level. I mean, when I when you say anti-Semitism, it's like, look, okay, you have one side that says kill everybody on the other side. That is our goal to end their nation and kill everyone on the other side. Right? You have the other side saying, look, we just want to exist in peace, and yet you have people. Americans included, who are like, yeah, the, we're siding with the people who want to kill all of, all the the people on the other side. We're with the people that want to kill all the Jews. So I, I have a theory. Uh huh. If, if if and I believe that many people in this country, without research or education, would default to on being on the Palestinian side. And I yes, have a I probably this. agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, our country was formed by, uh, uh, you listen to militia, correct? Yeah. You know, we were, we were criminals. We were the underdogs. We were the ones being, we were the ones under the thumb of the tyrants. Right. Yep. Um, and, and it's always been a tradition in America to cheer for the underdog, right. To cheer for the band of rebels, to cheer for the freedom fighters. That's mm-hmm. always been our, I, I mean, look, what is star Wars, Craig? I mean, that's, that's exactly what it is, you know, right? We cheer for the for the underdog and the freedom fighters and the rebels. Um, and when you see just on the news, country has this, this, this Israel has its own country and you have these band of militants trying to, you know, secure more freedoms. I think that's where people naturally default. And I believe that reason that's gained more popularity is because in the last two generations, you might as well throw religion out the window. Who goes to church anymore or goes to a you know parochial school? So they don't know the difference between the Muslims' religion, the Muslim Islam and, and Judaism. Okay. Otherwise they would they would they would realize which is the right choice to be making there. So I think with the lack of religious uh, education and with the with the overall we're, we go for the underdog and uh, and the uh, the freedom fighter, that people would default to the Palestinians without any extra knowledge. Well, you're probably right, but it's also understanding a lack of understanding of, of once again the politics of the and, and really what's going on in the entire region, because the Palestinians yeah, are just one of the many, many Muslim uh, governments uh, that have that are surrounding Israel. Israel is is small compared to 
the number of neighbors that they have around them that are major, not just majority Muslim, but Muslim run on practically theocracies in most cases. And all, and most of them have as a big part of their thing, they want Israel gone period. No, and I agree with you that, but I'm saying that's where I think the average citizen has not educated themselves on those facts. Well, exactly, exactly. And they don't really realize, like you said, just how small, especially as a nation, Israel really is. Yeah. And how, and by the way, also how under attack they are. I mean, think about this. If you had Mexico firing rockets on a daily basis into the United States, how long do you think it would be before Americans were talking about invading, uh, invading Mexico? And putting an end to that yeah. crap. Yeah. The um, the closest, you know, size landmass comparison, Craig, uh, is, uh, is is New Jersey. New Jersey is about the same size as Israel, almost identical. Yeah, but somebody needs to invade New Jersey. Preferably conservatives. Oh, listen, I, no, we just need to put a wall up. They'll take care of it. <laughs> we, we just need to put a wall up. <laughs> yeah. Just tell all the good yeah. conservatives, look, look, yeah. we'll give you all the armaments you need. Handle your business there in New Jersey, but we're putting up a wall. Remember the movie in the 80s from New Jersey? Oh, wait, it was Escape from New York. They almost got it right. <laughs> they almost the got it right. <laughs> Just put the wall up. It'll be fine. We put all our prisoners shorter there. Buildings. Just <laughs> shorter buildings. Shorter buildings. That's all it was. Yep. 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 <laughs> or maybe they just the wrong side of the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely on the wrong side of the wall. Definitely on the wrong side of the wall. All right. Speaking about being on the wrong side of the wall, Eventbrite. If you've ever used an event, Eventbrite, it's 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 a really interesting app because it really makes it easy for you to set up and schedule and and have people like register for events or to sell tickets for events. So it's really fun. It's really a convenient app when it comes to uh, uh, scheduling stuff. Now the problem is is that they oftentimes it. get to decide. What events they're going to allow and what events they're not going to allow. In this case, Eventbrite cancels a Riley Gaines pro-woman promotion, but pro-Hamas event gets a green light. It says here, the ticketing company Eventbrite has deplatformed a woman's rights activist while simultaneously platforming pro-Hamas zealots. Riley Gaines, a a former female college athlete who was forced to compete against biological men, had been promoting a women's rights event through Eventbrite up until she received an email informing her that the event has been removed. We have determined that your event is not permitted on the Eventbrite marketplace as it violates our community guidelines and terms of service, with which the users agree to comply. The email reads, specifically, we do not allow content or events that through or on or or off the platform activity discriminate against, harass, disparage, threaten, incite violence against or otherwise target individuals or groups based on their actual or perceived race, ethnicity, religion. Remember that one. National origin. Remember that one. Immigration status, gender identity, sexual orientation, veteran status, age, disability, and it continues. Now, the funny part is, the event, not there, not there, here we go. Seen here is an event page for an event description in which Hamas terrorists who butchered 1,300 plus, it's now up to 1,500, 
uh, Israeli men, women, and children are referred to as Palestinian resistance fighters. Early on Saturday, October 7th, and I don't need to read that because you already know that one. Yada, yada. So anyway, the point being here, Mike, is, so in other words, if you are about promoting an event, about promoting an event that is like, look, we want biological women to be able to have the access to sports and competition against other women, to have access to fair competition, the way Title IX was always meant to be, right? Uh, if you believe in that, well, being pro-woman, being pro-biological woman, that is not permitted. But if you are an organization that promotes the death of all Jews, well, that's okay. I, Craig, just a further example of the previous story. This is just anti-Semitism. This is what it is. This is anti-Semitism. And in fact, they went on to give the example that I gave you, and they refer to them as Palestinian freedom fighters. Okay? Makes them sound like they're they're fighting with Luke Skywalker and Han Solo by their side. You know? <laughs> well, it does. It does. And you know what, what's funny is, and I'll tell you, this is, this is the reason why they do that, because... In, in many people's eyes, in many in the in the in the thing of intersectionality, being Jewish is equal to being white. Yes. And oh yeah. And in intersectionality, skin color matters more than culture or what you look like. Which, by the way, is why being gay or trans kind of out trumps being black or Latino. In in the in the game of intersectionality, I'm no? just wondering if you could use a different word there besides Trump. Why are you got to tie oh. him into it? <laughs> oh, you don't like you don't like the term Trump. He no? got enough problems on his hands. Why you got to bring that in? <laughs> got got enough problems on Donald Trump, huh? So, like, let me, let me show you this. And this is the thing. So, this is the one. Uh, I was looking for this. Uh, open image in new tab. So, I wanted to show you this. Now, in, in, the eyes of, in the eyes of many on the left, these folks right here, and if you look at them, these, they're considered white. Now, there are various different shades, but for the most part, I hate to say that these aren't white people. No. Yes. Maybe. They're, they're. Well, I mean, you're talking about Eskenazi Jews. You're talking about going back two thousand years. I mean, uh, um, you're going to have a little bloodline dissolution or, or, or uh, uh, um, distortion since then. <laughs> well, the the point though that I'm making is, is Jew, Jews come in various different culture colors, right? There are Jews who look like white people. There are Jews who look like Africans. Right? There's the diaspora in the Jewish community, especially there in Israel. Yeah, and, and listen, I've always had a uh, uh, an issue with this. And uh, if you sit down with the people of Judaism, they have the same, but they've kind of gotten caught up in the, uh, the, the vernacular that we use. There's, there's a big difference between an Israeli, a Jew, and a Hebrew. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, and somebody who's Hebrew. Uh, um, the if you're Israeli, you're from Israel, right? Doesn't matter if you're what you are. Your 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 people went there. You're born in Israel. Anybody can become a Jew, okay? Yeah. Uh, 
Anybody can become a Jew. Uh, um, uh, Hebrew is is the is religion. That's when when I hear people say I'm half Italian, half Jewish. I'm like, you can't be half an ethnicity and half a religion. It's not how it works. If you want to be half Hebrew, you could be half Hebrew because mm -hmm. it was the people, the Hebrew peoples that remember right. that were forced out into the desert and everything else. That's 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 the the Italian part. There's half Hebrew, half Italian, right? right? But if you're Jewish, then you're half Jewish and half Catholic, you know, which is not even possible to do. But I mean, I guess you could be two religions. That's not a big deal. But um, I just people confuse that all the time, and that always kind of gets under my skin. Right. But the the point is is that there are people there there are Hebrews who of, of different skin tones and skin tones. There are. I guess the point I'm making is is that claiming that they're all white or lumping them in with white people just because it's more convenient. And here's the reason why they do it. They do it because disproportionately people of Jewish descent or Hebrew descent are doing pretty darn well in the world and here in the United States. And that's in part because of the adoption of Western, Western principles, values, and cultures. But that's also, by the way, the reason why many Asians who come to the United States do so well because they adopt American ideals, American culture, and American values, which, by the way, just goes to show you that the values that y'all call white supremacy, they work. And they work for people no matter what your ethnicity is. Yeah, yeah, correct. I mean, it's like saying, you know, I'm, I'm American, I'm, I'm white. You know, it's, it's, it's the same thing. You know, once you're, you live somewhere for a while and you get to people that start to intermingle, it's, it's just what you're going to get. I don't believe it all. Jews are white, uh, you know, that's not something real. And, and and my apologies, I think I said Eskenazi's roots are 1,000 years old. It's about 1,000 years old. Right, exactly, right. exactly. So anyway, folks, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, I just thought I, just thought I would throw that out there. Once again, uh, Eventbrite, Woke Corporation, siding with, well, siding with people who want to kill babies and see women raped and, you know, all in the name of killing the Jews. That's their job. That's, that's I don't what know if you heard it at the beginning. Yeah, I don't know if you hate it, heard it at the beginning. I, I hate Eventbrite almost as much as I hate Ticketmaster. Just do you? <laughs> they're they're horrible. You look, they're look, horrible. hey, oh. hey, hey, hey. Master is not a word we use these days. I said Ticketmaster. Okay. It's a racist term. Okay. All right. Ticket influencer. How about <laughs> <There> that? <you. laughs> All right. Moving right along, Hunter's $250,000 Chinese loan. Now, what's interesting about this, and we had already kind of heard about this, but here's what you didn't know. All right, so it says, breaking. Hunter received $250,000 loan from China at dad's address. We knew about that, but it was three months after Joe announced his run. It says here, the probe into the Biden family alleged criminal bribery uncovered Hollywood lawyer Kevin Morris's connection to the $250,000 loan wired from China. Nearly five weeks after the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability review of Hunter Biden's bank records found the son of the Vice President Joe Biden had received wires for the sums of $10,000 and $250,000 at the shared Delaware home Further investigation determined that debt had been passed along to Morris. The latest finding of the of the attorney, already known to have footed more than $2 million to cover the younger Biden's delinquent tax payments, 
and seemingly covering travel expenses to child support hearings had been made after a review by just by just the news uh, of documents collected by the federal law enforcement. Monday, the Oversight Committee shared on X how in July 2019, three months after Joe Biden announced he was running for president, Hunter Biden received $250,000 loan from one of his Chinese business associates. This is the wire that that used Joe Biden's Delaware house as a beneficiary address. And you know, Mike, what gets me once again about this is you don't see anything about this in the mainstream media. Uh, Once again, this is a Chinese loan to Hunter Biden after his dad, well, while his dad is running for president. Um, If this were Donald Trump and Trump Jr. or Ivanka Trump, um, you know people would be losing, people on the left would be losing their minds. Oh, absolutely. You know, Craig, the the best part about this story is that the Biden, listen, the Hunter, Joe, and everybody in the, the, you know, the the DNC, right, has has struggled to to scrub these people clean of any crimes, of any involvement, anywhere, uh, anything, everything with the Chinese was purely coincidental. Uh, the, we, a lot of people are known as the big guy, you know, it's no big deal. Um, and, and, and Craig, it's finally settled, right? It's fi- they finally got everything taken care of. The whitewash is in place and, and these checks still show up at their house. You know, they do, you know, you know, there's somebody sitting there going, will somebody please tell the Chinese to stop sending these checks. They don't care. <laughs> they're in China. They're like, listen, we made a deal. We're continuing to send the checks. You got a problem in your country. You figure it out. Well, exactly. Exactly. And once again, and because it also serves the benefit, Mike, of doing what it is that they really want to do, and that is cause chaos and distrust in the political process here in the United States. Yep. They don't care if they get caught messing with our politics because they're yeah. like, see what we can do? Yeah. That's how bad your politics are. There you go. And it makes them look good. Yep. Anyway. Uh, oh, here's another one. Okay, this is a good one. Uh, another 2A victory in California. That's right. Now I, I, now, I do have to say this. One of the reasons why we're getting so many Second Amendment victories uh, in court here in California is because we have some of the most whacked out uh, anti-gun lawmakers in the entire country. And it's really low-hanging fruit for some of the crap that they've done. In this particular example... Uh, they wanted to ban gun shows from from government properties or from state-owned properties. Uh, one example is there's a state-owned property. It's owned by the Department of Agriculture. It's called it's Cal Expo. Not Cal Expo, I'm sorry. It's uh, the Cal Palace. It's in San Francisco. Now, mind you, all the gun stores in San Francisco have been shut down or they're all closed. They've all gone out of business. So the only time someone who lives in San Francisco can buy a firearm or firearm ammunition in San Francisco is when the gun show is there. Well, they banned gun shows from being able to exist there at the Cow Palace. Well, the California Rifle and Pistol Association filed suit and they won, or at least they got an injunction, which if you know anything about these injunctions, they're not easy to get. In fact, a judge would generally only give you an injunction if they believe that there is a likelihood that you will win. One, well, one, there has to be a, a damage, which there is, because there are people who put on these gun shows who depend on that revenue, but there's also people who live there who count on those gun shows to be able to buy their firearms and ammunition without having to drive somewhere uh, in another county. Anyway, but uh, 
one, there has to you have to show that there's immediate harm. But secondly, there's got to be a good likelihood that you're going to win the case. And in this particular case, uh, the California Rifle and Pistol Association, uh, headed over there by uh, Chuck Michelle, uh, did a phenomenal job, and they actually won their lawsuit, uh, won an injunction, and it's looking like there will now be gun shows on state property once again. They tried to ban it, for example, also from Cal Expo, which is here in Sacramento. Once again, no gun shows, and uh, well, it looks like they're not going to be able to uh, prohibit uh, those events from taking place on state-owned or government-owned property. Yes, Um it, uh, um, it, this is great news, obviously, for California, right? Um, there were there were a couple. I know they tried this in Florida, too, uh, where where they said they couldn't. Uh, uh, a couple of the, the lower jurisdictions here said, oh, you, we, we don't like guns, so you can't do them in government buildings. They're like, well, listen, if you're if you're renting it to the lizard show, then you're renting it to the gun show also. Uh, it's just as it's just as legal, if not uh, more specified, because it's an enumerated right in the Constitution for people to exercise these rights. And you're not prohibiting that. Um, this was uh, uh, U.S. Uh, District Court Judge Mark Holcomb uh, there, who serves in the uh, uh, in, in your district. Uh, so not not like we usually see, Craig. Uh, um, you know, uh, um, Saint uh, Judge Saint Benitez. So Saint Benitez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went, <laughs> who appointed who appointed Mark Holcomb or Mark Holcomb? Let's see. Yeah, go uh, ahead and check that out. But it's. You know, and, and folks, this is one of the things I'll tell you that you, that's the reason why it's important to support organizations like, you know, FPC files a lot of lawsuits in California. Uh, you've got the Second Amendment Foundation files a lot of lawsuits in California, FPC. Uh, you've got uh, the California Rifle and Pistol Association, which is kind of the the California arm of the NRA, because there, there is NRA in California, but there's also the California Rifle and Pistol Association. <laughs> it's important to support those groups, even if you're not in California, because like like I said, they're on the front lines. When this stupid stuff gets first proposed and becomes law, it's going to become law in places like California first. It gives us the ability, especially right now, to challenge them in court so that we can get that stuff thrown out before it's introduced in your state. Yep. Craig, for all those suffering from uh, uh, TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, that says President Trump did nothing for the Second Amendment, Judge Holcomb, another one appointed by President Trump. There you go. So folks, just understand... And like I said, for those of you who, there are some legitimate criticisms regarding President Trump and the Second Amendment and some of the things that he's said. Some of the things that he's said. Having said that, um, his judicial appointments have been solid on the Second Amendment from top to bottom. Uh, his, his Their decisions on abortion have been top to bottom. I mean, most Republicans, I, I won't say most, a lot of Republicans I know who voted for Donald Trump did so for his judicial appointments, and he has not disappointed. Correct. There. Ain't, you, give, give credit where credit is due. And on that note, giving talk about giving credit where credit is due... You got to check out Hog Holsters. That's H-A-W-G holsters.com, helping Americans wear guns. Make sure that you go to their website. Make sure you use the discount code, The Rundown, all caps, no spaces. Just look right up there, right there, all caps, no spaces, one word. Use the discount code, The Rundown, and get your Hog Holster today. Uh, we're going to go, I think we're going to go uh, 
we're gonna go uh, Halloween themed, right? Uh, and we're in particular, we're gonna go trick or treating. We're gonna talk a little bit about trick or treating. Uh, we're gonna fo- focus this first one once again from the Babylon Bee. Gonna love this one. Uh, it's a picture of the White House for those of you who are just listening to the program, and it says, "DC warns trick or treaters to avoid the big White House." Where creepy old man lives. You saw I did that. I, I had to throw in White House. Let me smell your hair. <laughs> All right. Also coming to you from the Babylon Bee. You'll love this one as well. It says here, White House accidentally hands out plastic baggies of cocaine to trick-or-treaters. That's why they keep them in the, the, the thing in the cubbies by the front door. That's it. <laughs> but hey, that did not discourage some folks from trick-or-treating uh, at the White House. Uh, here we have, it says here, Capital trick-or-treater dressed as Zelensky receives $14 billion in candy. 40, 40 billion. I'm sorry, 40 billion. 40 billion. $40 billion in candy. Yep. Now, he's not the only one who was looking to prosper from this holiday to make a little bit of money. Uh, here we have, uh, well, you want to describe this one to the folks, Mike? Sure. It's uh three like gumball candy machines where you got to put quarters in to get money out. And it says, uh, happy Halloween kids. I got bills to pay. <laughs> gotta love that one. Gotta love that one. So, uh, any kid who puts money in there deserves, well, to not have their money. <laughs> if you're going to do that on Halloween, if you're going to put money in the actual machine on Halloween, you deserve to be broke. You clearly were not raised right. <laughs> well, you know, listen, <sighs> you, you, all right, folks, every, hey, every situation's an opportunity, right? You know? There you go. There you go. All right. Well, it's about that time for us to uh, hit the road. But before we do, it's time for a quick shout out to our sponsors. That's right. Hitman Industries, hitmanindustries.net. You can get rifle and pistol caliber barrels, any length you desire for your next AR rifle or pistol build. Check out hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting that good fight behind enemy lines. Now you can take part in California's future today. Don't forget to check out the California 6th Congressional Race while you're there. And, of course, if you want some tactical gear for outdoors, indoors, hunting, fishing, camping, whatever you want, minus the gun, you can get at uscombatgear.com. For those of you who are new to the program, you may or may not know, Uh, What Mike was referring to is myself. I am running for the 6th Congressional District here in California, seeking to unseat an anti-gun, anti-American army bearer. But folks, I need your help. I really do. I am not independently wealthy as much as I'd like to be, uh, but I'm not independently wealthy, which means I can't fund my own campaign, which I need your help. You can kick in just a little bit. Dollar here, dollar there, $5 here, $20 there, uh, $3,300, which is the max that you can donate. Uh, please do us a favor. Visit CraigDeleuze.com. That's CraigDeleuze.com and encourage your friends to do the same. And on that note, we're going to call it a day. We appreciate you liking and sharing the program and encouraging your friends to do the same. We will be back tomorrow on Hump Day, uh, enjoying the beginning of the weekend. We hope that you will join us. And if you don't, on you. <laughs>